Eagles Entertainment. On Tuesday, September 14th, defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon spoke to the media. Hey, Coach. How are we doing, Thanks guys? for taking the time today. We'll get started here with John McMullen and then Josh Tolentino. Hey, JG. Um, so what changed uh, from those first two drives? Were there any adjustments or just guys tightening things up? And, and then how much easier does it make it for you as a defensive coordinator when that, when those, that front four is getting home and you don't have to blitz that much? Yeah, I would say, you know, they had a good plan to start the game, uh, all unscouted looks, which we, which we figured that they would do. But um, I think the main two things that changed were, you know, we cleaned some technique issues up after the first couple series there. Um, I think guys settled in a little bit better and started trusting their keys. And, you know, we talk about alignment, assignment, key technique. You know, if, if you don't have those one, you know, if one of those four things is wrong, it's, it's hard to play, you know, good team defense. So I think really as a credit to our players, they settled down and started just getting back to the basics of that. And that's really pre-snap that we can control everything. And the technique part is post-snap, but alignment, assignment, and where they put their eyes, that's all pre-snap. And I think that we kind of settled down and did a better job of that. And then uh, we got to some different things that we, we had kind of in our back pocket that we knew we were going to run um, and got to some of those calls and, you know, they executed well. Go ahead, Josh, and then Jimmy. Hey, JG, um, I, I, I wanted to, to ask you about, you know, Coach Nick Sirianni, he always uh, talks so much about, you know, his core fundamental values and specifically he kind of walked us through uh, the, what connecting means on, on Sunday. Uh, I'm wondering after the game, what were those moments like, uh, you know, on the way home, um, being able to enjoy that moment with him? And if, you know, any uh, congratulatory messages that stood out to you, um, you know, personally for you and, you know, getting your first uh, victory in your position? No, I mean, I think really, you know, when he talks about connecting with the players and coaches, the coaches, coaches, the players, players, the players, it just makes, you know, the the good moments um, a little bit better because you're truly invested with the people that are on your team. And um, it was it was it was pretty cool for him to get a, a win his first his first game. And and it was cool for the players, you know, the players put in a lot of hard work leading up to that point. And with week one, there's always all this unknown you know, of the, you know, we knew we were playing Atlanta when, whenever the schedule came out the beginning of May. So there's a lot of buildup without being a lot of buildup just mentally, I think. And, um, you know, when you go out and execute and, and get a win on the road week one versus a, a good opponent, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Go ahead, Jimmy, and then Tim. Hey, Jonathan, uh, what kind of challenges do the 49ers present uh, preparation-wise because they have two different quarterbacks with different skill sets. And um, are there examples in your past of other times you were forced to prepare for uh, two different healthy quarterbacks? And uh, if so, how did that go? Yeah, the challenges with San Francisco, we got to be ready for everything. They present a lot of different challenges. Um, you know, they, they obviously have two quarterbacks that can possibly play that have been playing. I think the, the greatest challenge to playing them is this is a, a very well-coached physical football team. 
Um, and, and we're going to have to match that intensity. They, they do a really good job of blocking. They do a really good job of running with the ball in their hands, uh, creating rack after contact from everybody, from all the backs that touch the ball to the tight ends to the receivers. I mean, they catch and run with the ball extremely well. Um, so we just got to have a good plan for our, you know, with what we're doing with everything that they could throw at us. Um, I would go probably, you know, playing New Orleans a couple years ago, right when they kind of started with with the Hill kid. You had to have a, a different plan for that. Um, that's the first one off the top of my head that you go back to. But there's there's teams that you know by which tailback is in the game, you you have a different thought process. You know, you know. So which rich receivers are aligned where there's a different process to how you want to play. So we got to have a plan for everything and we got to execute at a high level to, to give us a chance to win on Sunday. Thank you. Tim and then Chris Franklin. Hey, Jonathan, uh, when we talked to you last week, you told us to expect that basically everybody who was dressed would have some kind of uh, role on defense. I think uh, the question was about the secondary, but seemed to uh, apply across the board on Sunday. Just curious, uh, you know, where you came uh, that developed that philosophy and, and kind of what's behind it? Well, the first thing is what's, you know, I think to keep people fresh and uh, we do feel good about the people that are up on game day that they can go in and play winning football. So, um, and this, that's the first thing. The second thing would be is, you know, I never wanted to have a guy that was up for six or seven weeks and only playing on special teams, and then somebody gets hurt, and he has to go in, and he goes from zero plays the first five weeks of the season to 70 plays right off the jump. And sometimes you can't help but when that happens, but I always feel like it's good to get guys snaps when you can get them snaps, if it fits what we're trying to defend and what we're trying to do. So I thought the coaches did a really good job of, of executing the plan that we talked about and that we had going into the game and then also adjusting um, as the game went on, what, how it kind of unfolded, what our position coaches did with some of their guys. I thought they did a really good job. Go ahead, Chris, and then Zach Berman. Hey, Jonathan, getting back to the two quarterback uh quarterbacks the 49ers use what are your initial thoughts on the way that Trey Lance has played so far and with the having to prepare for two quarterbacks do you find that you have to take extra time in practice trying to prepare for two different packages and do you think that's a detriment to you at all I don't think it's a detriment that's just part of how you got to prepare for the game um you know there's not a lot of tape on this guy in the pros you know he played a lot in the preseason played you know some snaps against Detroit but um, that'll be part of our plan, you know, and we got to have a good plan for when he's in the game. And, um, you know, we just will, our guys will be prepared with, hey, this is this guy's skill set, and this is how we have to defend him. And, and it's a little bit different than defending Jimmy. You know, Jimmy, this is his skill set, and this is what we have to be aware and how we have to defend. And then when they make adjustments, we have to make adjustments. So, um, and we'll prepare our guys with the first start of how we're going to roll. And then when, if we need to make adjustments, then we'll prepare them kind of later in the week. Hey, here's the, the, the next wave, so to speak of here's what we're going to do. So it's actually, I think it's kind of cool. Um, our players, they, they kind of, they'll be excited to, to start, pre they're already prepping for San Francisco, but, 
they'll like the the multiplicity of how we're going to play this week. Go ahead, Zach and Rob Kessner. Hey, Jonathan, what type of emphasis do you place on third down defense and, and what makes a good third down defense in your opinion? Um, good question. That's loaded, Zach. I would say what makes a good third down defense is get them third and long as much as you can because <laughs> your percentages go up a little bit. But, um, you know, I think it's having the ability of presenting different looks um, of third down, like how you align your people, what you're doing from those different alignments, and then, you know, guys winning one-on-one matchups. Um, you know, and I thought that we did a pretty good job of that this this last week. I thought, you know, everyone sees, you know, the D-line rushed extremely well. They, I thought they made Matt uncomfortable in the pocket early. You know, we hit him a few times, and – and that, that just affects quarterbacks typically. But uh, the other thing that goes into the D-line playing extremely well is the back end, what they were doing. So you talk about, you know, the disguises of what we were showing, the coverages that we were playing. I thought they executed the coverages for the most part at a very high level. And then when the ball came to certain guys, we won. You know, we won our individual matchup. So that's what it comes down to. Really, it's a it's a matchup driven game and you're trying to affect the quarterback pre and post snap. And then from there, you know, the coverage is behind it. You're trying to, if you're not pressuring, you're trying to give the D line one more tick of time to where they can get there. And then if you are pressuring, you know, the D line, you know, when you're pressuring, their job is to get there a little bit quicker because you have less in the back end covering. So it's always, we talk about our guys rushing cover, cover and rush. So it's a it's all eleven being on the same page, executing at a high level. That's how you play good third down defense. Go ahead, Rob, and then Jeff McLean. Jonathan, when you face a Kyle Shanahan offense and a and an offense that uses so much play action and misdirection, what is the messaging to your linebackers, your safeties, the guys on the backside about uh, you know just keeping tabs on the football? Yeah, we actually just we broke a staff meeting now here and that was kind of the last thing we just talked about was you have to, you know, whatever your job is within the defense, you can't be you have to look at the right thing. And why they do a lot of the reasoning behind what they do, you know, what you see all those the motions and the adjustments and all these people moving around and all these looks are different is to get your eyes in the wrong spot and then they take advantage of that. So, you know, we have to be in a phone booth of what we're looking at because this is my guy that's going to tell me what I have to do. And then from there, you have to practice it the correct way, and you got to keep reiterating to our guys, you know, shrink your world, shrink your lens. You don't have to see everything. You don't have to see the big picture. Some guys do, but not a lot of them. So if, if you're a guy that just needs to look right here, look right here. Don't worry about where 44 is going. Don't worry about what the quarterback's doing. Don't worry about Debo running across the formation. You just look at this guy right there. So And that's how you're going to win your individual matchup. So I think a lot of it is just you know shrinking it down for our guys. This is where you put your eyes, and this is how you play. And from there, it's football. I mean, there's no – you know, there's no call that we're going to call that's like the perfect magic call versus Kyle Shanahan. Like, it's our guys executing at a high level, destroying blocks, tackling, covering. That's what the game comes down to. Okay, we have time for two more, so we'll go to Jeff and then Dave Zangaro. 
JG, uh, Javon Hargrave clearly had a, had a good game and, and the numbers backed it up and what we saw um, live. But, but how did the film uh, bear out for him? And the other thing is, obviously, this is kind of an obvious statement to make that quarterbacks don't like it when there's a, a defensive tackle in their laps. But is, is there more emphasis being placed on those types of guys you know, remember the it seemed there was a long period which was just like ends and ends, and it was all about getting uh, pressure from from the edge rushers. Um, has that changed a little bit in recent years? Uh, the the first part of the question is Javon played he played really well, and and we expected him to play well. He's been you know he had a great training camp, the joint practices he played really well. Um, you know that whole unit though, there's a lot of guys you know when he was out there who he was playing with. You know, Fletcher Cox, BG, Milton, Sweaty, Barnett, those guys are are helping him be the best version as, of himself as well. Those guys are winning at a high level, and, you know, certain guys get a single block and they win. You know, Javon had a couple singles because of Fletch, really. So, you know, they want to double Fletch. Well, you can't double everybody. So we, I, I mean, personally, I expected him to play really well. And uh, and he did. And I think the emphasis between inside and outside guys, there's you need all of them. I mean, there's there's really no premium on, you know, everyone used to talk about, well, you need an edge rusher and and a good corner. Well, you know what we talked about way back when you need all 11, all 22 to be good players. Like there is no area of certain positions aren't ranked ahead of other positions. So um I would think that he executed and you'd like to be able to win from inside and win from outside. So uh, when you have the people to do that, it, it makes, you know, the quarterback's job pretty hard. Last one here with Dave. Hey, JG. Uh, when it comes to the defensive line rotation, how much of that is predetermined going into a game and how much is dictated by the flow of it? A uh, little bit of both. So we had kind of a number in our head um, as a staff where we wanted to see everybody. And then there, and the, the flow of the game, that's a great question. The flow of the game kind of dictates if you can stay with that plan or if you have to deviate a little bit. So, you know, I thought Tracy and Washington, excellent job. You've heard me say that before. We had 10 D linemen up and they all played. And, you know, it keeps those guys fresh. You see the effort that they're giving out there in the run and pass game. And, you know, it's a little bit different from those guys with those guys because every snap they got hands on them where in the back end, it's not always like that. So, and they're bigger guys. So like that, that position, like it's hard for big guys that what they're doing every snap, in my opinion, it's hard for them to do that 60 plus play. So you know, we always want to keep our guys kind of all of them are playing and we want to keep them fresh. Um, so that's what we try to do. And I thought the coaches, but understand that's hard for the coaches to do that because we have, you saw, we have different packages. The flow of the game's a little bit different. And, and I, like I said, Coach Rocker and Coach Washburn did a really good job with that because it came out basically how, I, I, how we as a staff wanted it to come out. All right. Thanks for the time, Coach. Thank you, guys. We'll see you. For more Eagles news and exclusive interviews, be sure to subscribe to all of our Eagles original podcasts, including Eagles Update, Eagles Insider, and Eagle Eye in the Sky.